What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Seth, here, and I'm here with my now two co-hosts. Say what's up, guys. Hello. What's going on? So that's Cam. He's uh, he's new here. First episode on. Let's get right into it. So literally, probably 10, 15 minutes after we stopped recording, this trade happened. The Commanders traded for Commander Carson. Traded a pair of thirds along with the 2022 second-round swap for Carson Wentz here. What do you guys think of this move? Hold uh, up. Hold up. Did you just call him Commander Carson? Yeah. He's ass, bro. You got Tua, bro. Carson Wentz is bad. And better, Commanders better suck. Two, they sent two-thirds. Well, I... Being a Colts fan, I, I, I watched a lot of Carson Wentz last year, and he's definitely not bad. Um, I think that, that Chris Ballard's a great GM, but this is probably the first big L he's taken and uh, with the Colts. You know, he traded a, a first last year for Carson Wentz and then gave up on him after one probably mediocre season. But um, I don't know. I th- think it's fine value, and it's a, it's a shot in the dark, and he's honestly the best quarterback that Washington's had in years, so. Yeah, since Kirk, at least. I mean, yeah. the the only bad part about the, the trade, in my opinion, is the contract would take up. But commanders can cut him this coming up offseason for zero dead cap. So if he's really that bad this year, we can just cut him with no problems. But I think we could be a right. wild card team with him. Yeah, that's fair. Next, next big trade, uh, Khalil Mack gets sent to the Chargers for a 2022 second-round pick. And a 2023 sixth round pick. I think this was a great deal for the Bucks, loading, offloading a lot of cap space. What do y'all think about that? Uh, I'm, yeah, it's it's a good deal. I like it for both teams. Like, the Bears kind of need to need to unload a lot of that, those old players now. You know, they got Justin Fields' new era. I like it for the Chargers too. They need to make a move like that. So. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be rough to be a Chicago fan next year because there's rumors that Eddie Goldman could join the Ravens and now Khalil Mack's gone. And, you know, he hasn't – he didn't play a whole lot last season with injuries and everything. And But, I mean, he's he's easily been their best run defender and now he's he's gone to the Chargers. And I think it's, uh, it's a good sign to Justin Herbert and his camp in a year or so whenever he's needing an extension that they're willing to invest in him and make moves. Yeah, it looks like the Bears are really trying to just rebuild around Justin Fields right now, which I think that's smart. Just get a young team around Justin Fields. Right. Deshaun Watson uh, will not face any criminal charges. That was determined last Friday. It looks like one of the three teams he'll be traded to is either the Browns, Saints, or Panthers. Falcons' name also came up, but the Texans have officially accepted offers from all three of those teams. It's just up to Deshaun Watson to pick. Which team he wants to go to? Which team do y'all think he's going to go to? I um, think he's going to the Saints. You know, personally, I really want to see his downfall because my team is just that poverty, and they didn't want to make a trade for him in November. That was kind of toxic. But I think the Saints obviously the best spot for him. You know, he wants to he wants to win. So I'd like to see that happen. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he does want to win because he seems to be to be really interested in Atlanta 
uh, every all the news I've heard out of um, Houston involving Deshaun Watson and meeting with the Falcons, it really doesn't make any sense. You know, looking at their roster, they're they're lacking a lot of talent. They lost Russell Gage yesterday. They Calvin Ridley is obviously out for the season. I mean, I don't know if he's a big little baby fan and wants to get into the Atlanta rap <laughs> scene, but I don't I don't know what the Falcons have to offer. For the him. only receiving option they have is Kyle Pitts, unless they draft Dude, one high. I don't understand. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on Austin Tramel, bro. Dude, shut up. Number 82. They have no, they have no wide receivers. D-Watt probably looking for the best massage parlors. That's a pretty hot hot topic with him right now. Probably the most lenient um, you know, sexual assault charges as well. I don't know how it's looking in Atlanta, but you never know. Yeah, I, re- I really don't understand where he's going with that. I'm thinking he's going to go to the Panthers. I think they have the best draft capital to trade for him and i think think, that's the best destination i think the panthers definitely make the most sense i mean they they have the best pieces around them already the the saints i feel like a lot of people are still thinking of the saints as this powerhouse but they they really don't have a lot of offensive talent we don't know the status of alvin kamara right now for next season uh i mean their their wide receiver one right now is who like deontay harris because michael thomas he hasn't played, and there's always rumors coming out of camp that he doesn't want to be there and the, or that he's throwing a fit. So I, I think that the Panthers are probably the best spot for him, but ultimately it's up to Deshaun Watson, so whatever he wants to do. Yeah, they don't even have I think Sean a problem, anymore. I think a problem with the Panthers, though, is they're like another team that should have done it in November at the trade deadline. Like, I feel like now it's kind of too late. You know, they have what pick? They have number nine, right? They have, oh, that sounds about right. The Panthers have six. Six. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was they could have went QB last year. They they didn't obviously it traded for Sam Darnold and look where that got them number six. So right. you know, I don't think they're gonna personally make a move. But I do agree with y'all that you know they do have the best capital and probably one of the better situations. Right. Yeah, sure. Another trade that happened: Amari Cooper to the Browns for a fifth and a six-round swap. I mean, the Cowboys put themselves in a horrible situation here. They pretty much announced to the public that they were going to cut him if they didn't get a trade. So a first-round pick was the best they are going to get here. Who won this trade, in your guys' opinion? I think the Browns, definitely. I mean, you know, Cowboys kind of, you know, yeah, killed their um, relationship with them. It, it kind of it's like a rare lose-lose trade, in my opinion. Like, the Cowboys, they gave up they gave up a lot to acquire Amari Cooper a couple of years ago from the Raiders, and they didn't really do much with him. Obviously, he was successful there, but the team wasn't particularly successful. Obviously, losing Dak for a season, having Andy Dalton didn't help, and Amari also struggled with injuries. But, I mean, if Odell Beckham Jr. didn't work out in Cleveland, I don't know why they think Amari would. I mean, he's, he doesn't fit the system at all. And a lot of times, whenever a team is willing to let go of – uh, of a player who's seen as a star by the public, there's usually a deeper reason. So we might see uh, coming out of camp that he's struggling with injury or that there's personal things going on. But I don't know. I, I, it's a shady trade, and I, I mean, I think C.D. Lamb's better than Amari Cooper anyway at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I yeah, think it's kind of a definitely. kind of a, a lose lose trade given what they gave up for him a couple years ago. Unless yeah, unless they're able to get Sean Watson, I really don't see Amari Cooper fitting in with the Browns at all. So right. yes. Yeah, 
Honestly, it's pretty interesting because, you know, like a few years back, Browns get this big powerhouse duo, you know, Jarvis Landry and Odell. Obviously, it didn't work. You have Baker. Now, it's better to be dealt somewhere else. They kind of killed their relationship with him, with this whole Deshaun Watson thing. So, Mari Cooper might just be there, you know, taking up money for a few years. Right. And I mean, while, while you're on the topic of the Browns, I, I figure I might as well bring up Baker. Um, and you guys both saw his, his Twitter and Instagram post yesterday, kind yep. of thanking yep. the city of Cleveland. And it, it seems like he'll probably never take another snap uh, under center in Cleveland. And, um, you know, maybe they've kind of informed him, hey, uh, it's looking like Deshaun Watson's going to be here. Or maybe he's just kind of decided within his camp that why should I trust an organization who I've given my all to and want to play playoff game with and help turn the organization around. And they're just, you know, they're betting other options yeah i mean i so res- what do you guys think of that i respect baker for actually giving life to that franchise and making them a playoff team but he's i don't think he's the answer for them i think they have to move on for him i mean you're not going to pay baker 35 million dollars a year if, the, if you're the browns so i think i think moving on from him and trying to find a better option is definitely the right move for them right. yeah and you, you you barely see players you know thank the franchise as in the city, like for them just to say. So I think he's kind of out the door with them. And whether they get Deshaun or not, it's kind of dead at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, another trade that happened, Patriots traded Shaq Mason to the Bucks for a fifth. I don't know what Bill is thinking here. Yeah, that's, highway robbery. Yeah, that's I don't, Tom, Tom Brady. He's de- Tom Brady has to have something on Bill. Bill, yeah, I, Bill I, definitely I, had an affair or something, and Tom Brady <laughs> found out because I don't understand that. Uh, I mean, I, I can't believe that they, they, they lost Ali Marpet, and then Tom comes out of retirement, and they, I mean, really, they upgrade at the position. Shaq Mason, he's been, according to PFF at least, you know, I'm not big on their grades, but, right. um, you know, he's been one of the best interior offensive linemen in the league over the last several seasons, and, I mean, it's just... Highway robbery to get that kind of player for a fifth-round pick. He's not even really old either. He's 28 years old. He's got plenty of prime left. I don't, I don't understand that move at all by the Patriots. Amazing trade for the Bucks. Definitely. Uh, Chandler Jones finalized the deal with the Raiders here. Three years. What's the what? Is it 17 mil it's, a year? It's, yeah, it's yeah. $17 Yeah, 17 mil a year. Um, I don't think it's a... Horrible move for the Raiders. Probably a little bit overpaid, definitely, but definitely not a bad move at all. What do you guys think about that move? Yeah, um, you know they, Yannick Ngakwe. He was he was a solid player for them. You know he he got a little bit overhyped in Jacksonville, and then went to Baltimore and was pretty ineffective. And then he got to he got to Las Vegas, and him and Max Crosby were a great duo. So I think that it was good to to capitalize on his value and to be able to get. Chandler Jones, who started out last year hot, he had five sacks week one, and then kind of struggled with injuries and was inconsistent, but showed flashes still. Um, you know, it's I hope that he can get back to what he was before yeah. the injury. Yeah. And hopefully, a change of scenery can help. Yeah, as as you mentioned, Yannick Ngakwe was traded. Uh, they traded him to be coach for Rocky Sin. I'm not a huge Rocky Sin for him. I mean, you're a Colts fan. What's your opinion on Rocky Sin? Uh, I mean, he. He fit the system pretty well in Indy, but he was, I mean, along with everybody in, in that secondary, he was injured a lot. 
Um, but I liked him coming out of Temple. He's he's a long guy and he plays pretty physical. Uh, he kind of he kind of feels like a Raider if that makes sense. Maybe not. Um, you know, he's definitely like a John Gruden type of guy. And I know John what you Gruden's mean. not there anymore. I know what um, you're saying. He, he, yeah, he has the Raider mold for sure. Yeah, I, don't, I I think it's a good trade for the Raiders after getting Chandler Jones on that deal. Definitely. And speaking of Shaq Mason the Bucks before. Um, Tom Brady officially coming back after uh, you know two months being in Florida with Giselle. I mean, this is kind of expected by some people. I don't know how y'all feel about Tom Brady. I expected him a, to come out, but two months was way earlier than I expected. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. As a Dolphins fan, I kind of just you know want to. I want to see one week one where he's just not playing at all. <laughs> like it's just I don't know. Yeah, I mean I, I I'm kinda in that that same boat, obviously, growing up in Indiana being I a think Peyton a lot Manning of fan. I think a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I always it was always Peyton Manning against Tom Brady and I I was I resented him so much up until, you know, whenever he left New England I kinda just accepted, okay, well this is probably this is probably the joy ride and I'm just gonna appreciate greatness while he's still around. So I'm right. I'm not yeah, mad he's back exactly. but I was it was. It wouldn't have been bad to not have him in the league for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, we all respect Tom Brady as a goat, but I think we're all ready for him to move on from football here, at least for yeah. a year. And looks like we're not going to get that. And the Bucks are going to be a powerhouse again. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another big one, Devontae Adams. You know not playing on that tag he refuses to play on that tag and they just brought back A-Rod on that big three-year deal and now uh you know everyone thought Devonta Adams who probably play on that for another year get a long term next year maybe now his future is kind of uh uncertain in Green Bay how do y'all feel about uh you know playing on that tag yeah um I I'm not a big fan of the franchise tag I feel like it kind of yeah. It gets abused. We saw with Kirk Cousins a couple years ago. He just kept getting the tag, and yeah. it's not it's not fair to the players. You know they don't have any long term stability. But I also think that Devontae Adams is just probably as tired of Wisconsin growing up in California <laughs> and going to Fresno State. Now he's been in the cold, and I I mean I don't know I I don't really think that it's all about ooh the Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams dynamic duo like the media pushes. Um, I think that Devontae Adams would be more than happy to leave, even if Rodgers stayed, uh, which Rodgers is staying. So uh, I think he probably just wants out of that, that organization, which I don't blame him. I do think they're going to get a long-term deal done, but I, I do agree. I think they're going to have to give him close to $30 million to get that long-term deal done because like, he doesn't want to play in the franchise tag. I mean, it's not a hot take here, but I don't think players should get franchise tagged more than one time i understand doing it one time to try and give more time to get them on that long-term deal but after that shouldn't be a lot of franchise tag player again so i understand about to have frustration here yeah no one likes playing on the tag i mean he he was offered over 23 million a year so i kind of agree with what uh cam is saying maybe he just wants out you know personally i think a-Rod should have just left. I think, you know, he's done in Green Bay, but he did what he did, so who knows. Yeah, it's hard to turn down that kind of money. Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking 
of big name receivers. Well, he's not, you know, in his prime anymore. But Julio Jones got released by the Titans in League New Year. How do y'all feel about Julio Jones as of uh, 2022? I mean, that was a perfect move for the Titans. You're not going to be paying a wide receiver way past their prime that money. Yeah, um, you know, I I obviously respect Julio's career. I even in his prime, I was always in the Antonio Brown's better boat. But you know, a freak athlete, and he kind of he kind of won with athleticism. That's not to say that he wasn't a great you know receiver technically, but um, you know, just injury after injury, and it's you know it's clearly nagging. And I don't think that the Julio Jones experiment worked in in Tennessee. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up a buck. Uh, you know, tried to yeah. ring chase with Tom Brady, and um, but I I'm just concerned about his future uh, from a health standpoint. I just I I obviously want him to be healthy and yeah, to, you cannot stay healthy at all. Successful after football, so I wouldn't be surprised if he retires soon because of that health. Yeah, it's 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 tragic. Some more dysfunction from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they're expected to move Lyle Collins, uh, whether that's trade or releasing him. I'm just pretty. Uh, the consensus on him is, you know, he's gonna get released eventually. Uh, he's a pretty good player. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing over there. I, I would want to hold on to him as long as you know Dak is on that team. They restructured a few guys. You know, uh, traded Coops. I don't know why. They want to get rid of him, but what's his contract looking like? Uh, they got him. It's they got him on a pretty dirty. Good deal. Yeah, it's actually an amazing deal. Oh, I'm surprised no one's traded for him, for him yet. Because if he well, hits the market, he's definitely getting more, like hundred percent. So right. I mean, the the thing that happened there was he, you know, he was a great player in college, but there was a there was a little bit of a scandal with him. You know, he was actually um, being looked at as a suspect in a, a murder, I believe. And so he, I'm pretty sure I don't remember if he went on drafted but he he went way later yeah, than he should have i think he did go on drafted and they, um, and, they and signed the him Cow the cowboys picked him up and so i thought you know he has a great relationship with jerry jones but i yeah. i saw something on twitter that there's there's been you know they've been kind of button heads recently and i know he got suspended this past season so yeah um, maybe it's just time for him to go but yeah that that contract was great they signed him on that and then just last season he really broke out as a top 10 tackle so um, you know, look at the Steelers, teams like that that desperately need offensive line help, and he'll, I mean, immediate plug-and-play superstar tackle for them. Yeah, I think the Steelers need to be going hard for him in the trade market right now. I mean, they can probably get him for a mid-round pick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like the Coop thing. Once you once you announce that you're looking to move a player, you lose all your leverage. So. Yeah, that, that's why I really hate when teams do that. Just put them on the trade block, but don't make it publicly announced because then you're going to be getting half the value that you would have originally. Mari Cooper, they probably would have got a third, fourth, and announced they're going to cut him. Leo Collins, they could probably, I don't, do you think a late first would be too much for him if they didn't say they might cut him? I don't know because, you know, the contract is, is super team friendly, but it's like, yeah. you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword because if you, you know, if you, you can put them on the trade block and not announce it to the media, but these teams have inner circles, and so that's, you know, then you see yeah. on Twitter in two weeks that Leo Collins got traded for a fifth, and you're like, "What the hell are they doing?" But then you find out, well, he was going to get cut. So that's true. You no, know, 
It's either you get slandered yeah. by the media for for announcing you're going to cut him, or get slandered by the media for trading him for way too little. When in reality, everyone knew you were going to cut him. So yeah, it almost like always comes out like Gilmore. I don't know if you guys remember last year's most recent thing I can think of. You know, he was yeah he was about to get cut. Like you know, the reports were out already he was cut, and then a few hours later he gets traded for like a sixth. Like yeah. it usually yeah. almost always happens with guys like that. Um, right. I think another reason they're trying to move on from Lale is because uh, Terrence Steele, uh, he's a second-year player. I heard a lot of stuff about, you know, pretty confident in him to replace him. Oh, yeah. So, but I would yeah, definitely I... trade a late first for him. Like, if I was a team like the Dolphins, I would send that over right away, honestly. I think they would, like, pick 29. Yeah, but um, at this point, he's probably... Right now, his value's not even... Yeah. His value's nowhere near a first. I'm, I'm hearing, like, fifths and stuff like that. That's, that's ridiculous. But you, know, you you just mentioned Stephon Gilmore thing, so let's talk about a, another former Patriots cornerback, J.C. Jackson, oh. uh, signed with the Chargers. Um, I I love that deal. I, it's a super team friendly deal. I'm pretty sure he's only guaranteed like eight million dollars next year, um, and he's going to be a free agent again by the time he's 31. So um, you know that's a good age to be out on the corner. And I thought. You know, usually free agency, average starters get paid like all pros. Well, I'm pretty sure he was all pro last year, and he got paid like, you know, a super team-friendly deal. So uh, what do you guys think of that? I'm really surprised he got that good of a deal. I thought or yeah. that's good of a deal for the Chargers. I was thinking he was going to get paid around 20 mil a year because that's what Jalen Ramsey is making, isn't that? And I, uh, uh, I was thinking he wanted to be the highest paid cornerback in the yeah, league. He, did. He, he actually said something about that he wanted to be the highest paid. I think yeah. he took, um, he said something about, um, you know, Khalil Mack and Darren uh, James. I think he tweeted something about Yeah, he's, you know, he's he really he really wanted him. to be there. So I think he took that deal just to you know, get there. I mean, it's a crazy secondary. Like, right. And yeah, with the, right. the D-line, not even talking about the D-line. Like, the defense is just insane. Chargers are doing it right, in my opinion. You know, you have Justin Herbert on a rookie deal. The Chargers have had yeah. such a great offseason. They're really good moves. They're... I mean, that, that cornerback room now is, is what, J.C. Jackson. They have Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah, um, that's insane. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great. They, Derwin, they're forming a great defense. If Derwin can stay healthy this year, honestly, they're they're contenders. Like, no doubt. Yeah. 100%. I agree. That's crazy. They need to they need to do some more work in that receiver room though, because oh, yeah. just Keenan Allen and Mike Williams isn't gonna. Yeah, cut it I mean they have Josh Palmer. I really like Josh Palmer at the end of last year. Yeah, he, he definitely cool. showed flashes. Um, but you know, like yeah, I'm not, they, I'm not sure what um first they have. But I don't know where they're at in the draft. But if they take a receiver, like I'm saying, somewhere in the middle. If they take a receiver, honestly, they're one of my favorite receiver, teams, uh, to receiver win first round would be way too early for them in my opinion yeah I, I think it's a really good receiver class so probably wait until like the second or third round yeah it um, is for sure you got like john mechie going in like the third round it's insane yeah but you know, there's there's a lot of great options for them out there but yeah you definitely can't throw out guys no offense to uh but like Jalen guyton out there you know he's yeah. run straight nothing else. yeah he's just he a deep threat else. yeah that's crazy, though. So, it's really three possible Super Bowl contenders in the AFC West. That division is yeah, definitely. crazy. It's not yeah. like the Raiders are any poverty team either. Yeah, Just made the playoffs. They've been, they've been making moves. They, they they look like they're they're wanting to compete. And speaking of the Raiders, they just re-signed Max Crosby, my guy, to a, a four-year $98 million deal. 
uh, I I loved him coming out of Eastern Michigan. He was one of my diamonds in the rough in that class. Um, I I interviewed him there. Uh, I thought that he was he was a really special player. His motor runs hot, hard worker, great story. Uh, what do you guys think of that? The Raiders locking him up. I think that's an amazing I love deal. Max yeah. Crosby. Yeah, he's a great player. I mean, what is it? 20, 20 mil a year almost, but I think that's yeah. that's totally worth it for Max Crosby. He really broke yeah. out in a big way last year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I loved him in college, and I thought he was super underrated his rookie year. Came out, and I think he was like second in defensive rookie of the year, maybe or third. And then um, his second year, I felt like he was he was a little bit overrated. A lot of his sacks were just um, you know product of circumstance, and right. he didn't have many pressures. And then this year, I I don't know he didn't have as many sacks but he like he, i think he was top three in pressures in the whole league which is just insane so. and uh, honestly I, unless you have like a crazy amount of sacks i'll look look, look at pressures over sacks right i mean because a lot of these guys i mean quarterbacks smart quarterbacks will get rid of it before they get sacked and so yeah sacks are definitely a, a very casual stat to look at right um, um, and- like cam said diamond the rough i loved him coming out honestly now he, you know that's a steal for him honestly I think the Raiders did a really good job. Now they have Chandler Jones, Max Crosby. It's just going to be an elite duo. Like, Emmanuel Agba only got like 16 mil, so I think 20 for Max Crosby is a steal. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Another extension, Kirk Cousins. Just a one-year extension, $35 million, but it's fully guaranteed. I actually think that was a, a good extension. Um, Kirk Cousins, although... They haven't. They didn't make playoffs last year. He's a top thirteen quarterback, and if they can build a, a decent defense, their defense has been horrible the past couple of years. They could make the playoffs with Kirk Cousins. What do y'all think of that extension? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I am on the in the Kirk camp. I didn't used to be, um, but I, I think that he's got great chemistry with Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. For Thielen. sure. Um, I I think it. They probably looked at this quarterback class this year, and thought we don't see anybody here that we think is really going to be better than Kirk right away. And I do think that they kind of want to win now, uh, especially given the age of Adam Thielen. And so they probably thought, well, we'll ride out with Kirk for another year and then evaluate next year. So I I like the deal. Um, pretty solid money. He he loves getting those fully guaranteed contracts. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the whole reason my. Uh... Now Commanders moved on from him. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he get, like, tagged, like, three times back then? Yeah, two or three yeah. times, yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous. This is, ba- I was like, this is basic. I was like, tag. dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna keep on franchising him, just give him a long-term deal at this point. But we ended up letting him go. But I, I'm a I also really think, big fan of Kirk, though. I also think the Vikings just, they really don't want to waste Dalvin Cook's last couple of years of prime, either. Dalvin Cook's yeah, no, 27. They're waiting for a shot, man. I think they deserve it, too. It's a hungry team, honestly. Yeah, so uh, Kirk Cousins won't hit the free agent market until 2024 free agency unless uh, the Vikings send him again, which is definitely a possibility if next year or 2023 season is a good season for them. Uh, Another extension, your boy Emmanuel Ogba, four years, $65 million. How do you like this extension, Mark? I love the extension. You know, Emmanuel Ogba's a great player. He's huge to that Dolphins defense, too. And I know that scheme helps him out a lot. Um, so I think that's why he stayed in Miami for 16 mil. Like, 
Max Crosby really set the market, so I think it's a perfect deal, honestly, perfect value for both sides. He did take, like, um, I think five mil less from the Bills to stay in Miami. He knows how much that scheme, you know, helps him. I think it's great for both sides, really. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely – I'm all for giving – given the organizations that kind of gave you a chance and let you flourish. I'm all for giving out hometown discounts. So um, I, I love that he stayed in Miami and he really proved himself to be a valuable player last year. So um, I'm glad he, he got his money. Um, it's good for both sides. Speaking of edge rushers uh, getting money, um, kind of going back to the Chargers, Uchenna and Wosu signed a two-year $20 million deal with the Seahawks. Um, you know, he's kind of – He's kind of in that similar mold as Emmanuel Ogba, just like he's a kind of a you know a tweener and um, you know long and athletic. Um, but I think that he's probably the best edge rusher that Seattle's had since like I don't know maybe Frank Clark. So what do you guys think of that? I've I've been I've been seeing people say um, he got overpaid, and I disagree with that completely. He did not get overpaid. Ten million years. Yes, a great a deal great for contract for an edge rusher like. Owusu right now. I mean, the market is going up. Ten mil is not that much at this point. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that it's not even ten mil a year. I think that. I think that it's. Um, like that's what it's. It's worth up to. Uh, um, I think that a lot of that is incentives though. So like based on the amount of games you played and stuff like that. I mean, that's even so, better for the Seahawks. Right. Yeah. I mean, a second rounder just a couple of years ago. So, and he'll immediately be the, their best edge rusher. So. Yeah. Another yeah, deal. I really like that both sides you know seahawks are getting past that like super bowl era you know they got rid of richard sherman a few years ago russ and bobby this year he's young it's team friendly it's good for him too it's probably his first contract right i don't know if he's uh, been yeah, he, yeah i think the his charges first, yeah it's his second first. contract yeah yeah so i think it's another another deal it's really good for both sides another defender got a deal uh devondre campbell uh resigns with the packers on a five-year 50 million dollar deal this deal really pissed me off as a Commanders fan because I really wanted us to go after Devondre Campbell, and I feel like $10 million a year is a steal for Devondre Campbell. What do you all think about that? Um, yeah, I, I, I obviously acknowledge how great he was last year, um, but it's kind of hard for me to get behind giving somebody who's kind of bounced around and been inconsistent most of his career um, a five-year $50 million deal. Obviously, like I said, I acknowledge how great he was for them last year. They haven't had a good linebacker um, for as long as I can remember, and he was an all-pro last year. So, um, you know, I, I definitely like that they're locking up their guy that they took a chance on, and I'm sure that he wanted to stay in Green Bay after he played so well for them. Um, but I, I kind of have mixed feelings towards it. I definitely would have meant went uh, more like a three-year deal, two- or three-year deal than a five-year yeah. deal. Definitely, like the money is great, but I agree with what you know. Cam said been a little streaky his career. He really, I mean, Arizona helped him. He really popped off there, but I think the money is great. But yeah, five years is a little too long, in my opinion. But we'll see. Speaking of, uh, also another extension for a defensive player. Well, I'm sorry, uh, that was a uh, wrong by me. Uh, but Zadarius Smith leaving the Packers, he just got cut. Uh, now going to Baltimore, reuniting with Baltimore on a four-year, thirty-five million dollar deal that is worth a max value of fifty million dollars. I think that's a pretty good contract for both sides. What do y'all think about that? 
Uh, yeah, I I like Zadarius Smith. I like that he's returning to to Baltimore. Obviously, the the team that drafted him, um, I think in twenty fourteen, maybe twenty fifteen. Um, he, you know, he was great in Green Bay. His his first two years, I think he was a Pro Bowler both years. Um, you know, but last year, he only played in one game. Obviously, he was injured. Um, and there were rumors that they were gonna have to part ways with him to make money for Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, etc. So going back to Baltimore, I think it's a good move for them and they, they're good at getting the best out of their edge rushers. So Yeah, it was definitely the right move by the Packers to cut him. I mean, they just had no other choice if they wanted Aaron Rodgers to return. But uh, definitely a good move by the Ravens as well. Yeah, I think that deal is crazy. Like they got him on a really good deal. It's thirty four years, thirty five mil. I think that's really nice for them. Also, um, Michael Gallup here signing, re-signing with Cowboys in a five-year, $62 million deal with the news of Amari Cooper being traded. I think that's a great deal for Michael Gallup, especially considering these contracts, these wide receivers are getting right now in this free agency class. Uh, that's about 12.5 mil per year. I think that's a pretty solid contract for Gallup, locking him up for five more years. What do you all think about that contract? It's yeah, a really friend, team-friendly deal. Um, you know, obviously, the wide receiver market is kind of crazy right now. You know, we'll talk about uh, some of those guys later. But you know, I like Gallup a lot. He's young, definitely deserves that money. I think Cowboys uh, did a good thing bringing him back. Yeah, I um, I I obviously mentioned my hit on Max Crosby. Uh, from his draft class earlier, and Gallup was a guy that I really didn't like coming out of Colorado State. He kind of seemed like a like a run or one trick pony, where he just kind of was going to be a deep threat. But I think he's really developed nicely in Dallas, and I mm-hmm. I like that he's going to stay home. And I'm glad that they decided to stick with him over Mario Cooper, who hasn't been able to stay healthy and is older and more expensive. So uh, definitely a, a good deal for a rising star. Yeah, I think I think CD Lamb and Michael Gallup is going to be a pretty good duo. I mean, when it was just Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, I think that was a pretty solid duo there. And now you have a better wide receiver in CD Lamb than Amari Cooper is. Pairing him with Michael Gallup on the other side, obviously CD Lamb will be in the slot a lot, and Gallup will stay on the outside because he can't p- play in the slot. But that's a pretty good one and two option right there. Um, yeah. Another. Team bringing a receiving option back. Zach Ertz coming back on a three-year, $31.5 million to the Cardinals. He was really crucial to that offense late in the year, but I'm not really sure how much that has to do with just DeAndre Hopkins being injured or not. What do you all think about that deal? Um, I I was hesitant to uh, be excited for the Cardinals whenever they traded for Zach Ertz, but he, he had great chemistry with Kyler Murray. Uh, which obviously it's important, you know, you're going to have to extend Kyler Murray in a year or so. So, you know, getting guys back that he really clicked with. And, you know, Zach Ertz is obviously a great locker room guy. He's won a Super Bowl, been around the block a couple times. So I think that it's going to be good, you know, not only for Kyler Murray's success, but depending on what they decide to do uh, with their young receiving room with, you know, guys like Rondell Moore and Andy Isabella, et cetera. You know, developing those guys. Antoine Wesley even showed flashes last year. Um, so I think that it's it's deeper than just having Zach Ertz. I think he's a great leader, and um, you know, Kyler Murray really liked throwing to him. So I, I like the I like the move. Yeah, definitely agree. Like 
You know, the three years kind of shocked me at first. Not like I think he's like 31, but you know, you get more. You get way more than just a player. You get you know, locker room guy. You get that vet presence. You can teach a lot of people, help the team. So you get way more than a player there. So I think it's a good move. And I think that the change of scenery was good for him because I, I thought that he was really slowing down, um, and his final days in Philly. And you know, obviously he loved that city and the the fans and the players loved him. But I, I didn't think he had it anymore, and he was clearly a worse player than Dallas Goddard at that point. But I, I felt like he kind of looked uh, rejuvenated, more motivated whenever he got to, uh, you know, a winning team at the time in Arizona. Yeah. Um, uh, other tight end news around the league. Austin Hooper has been released by the Browns. Great move by the Browns. I don't know what they were thinking, giving him that big deal they gave him a few years ago. What what was the contract? He was getting over ten mil a year, wasn't he? It was he? like it was like four years, forty two million dollars. Yeah, that was a horrible contract. I don't yeah, remember if I don't remember if that was part of the John Dorsey days or not. It might have been a little bit after that, but you know John Dorsey was playing Madden, traded for Odell. Yeah, <laughs> it was you know he was obviously a good player in Atlanta. Uh, you know he, I, I want to say. He had like a 700-yard season, and you know he was great with Matt Ryan. But it just the it, the experiment didn't work in Cleveland. Austin Hooper's stats they, were very inflated in Atlanta though that last year. Yeah, I mean, and they 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 clearly, I mean, it didn't make sense because they gave him all that money, and then they went and and trade or not traded for. They drafted Harrison Bryant, who is a good receiving tight end out of I want to say FAU maybe, and then they also still had him. Njoku, who they just franchise tagged, and uh, you know it just didn't make sense to to give Austin Hooper all that money. So you know, good luck in your next team. Yeah. I'm hoping Njoku kind of breaks out. I he's a really athletic guy. He's one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. I think he could be yeah. solid if they use him right. Yeah, I think I'm he always... needs to get out of there. I think you know, like Zach Ertz, we were just talking about change of scenery. I think that's what he needs. I don't think the uh, the Browns is the answer for him. But yeah, he's. Long. A lot, of, a lot of potential. I'm always a fan of the athletic tight ends. I was a big rookie Seals Jones fan a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, David Njoku, another great athlete. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for him for sure. Definitely. Him and Harrison Bryant, at least, will be a very good tight end one-two punch there, I think. 100%. I'm going, moving on to um, a wide receiver signing. The worst signing of this free agent class, <laughs> no doubt. Christian Kirk... Four-year, $72 million deal worth up to $84 million. They're paying him like a top-end wide receiver one, and he's a low-end like, wide receiver two. He's making more than Stephon Diggs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's a low-end wide receiver two. He's, he's making more than a lot of dudes. He's a slot wide receiver, and he, yeah. a low-end two option, and he's being paid like a top-five wide receiver in the league. I don't understand it. Yeah, no, I, It's just ridiculous. I, I do like Christian Kirk. I've, I've watched a lot of the Cardinals over the last few seasons. Obviously, I you know Kyler Murray is an electric factory. You know it's it's so fun to watch him play. So I've seen a lot of Christian Kirk, and he shows flashes. You know he was kind of he's kind of stifled his first couple years um, because they had Larry Fitz there, and you know so Larry obviously had to play in the slot, and Christian Kirk kind of had to play outside, which he hadn't really done much. So uh, it kind of stunted his development, I think. But you know I. I like Christian Kirk and I like the Jags signing him, but that's just way too much money for you know a, an average receiver. But I obviously hope for the best for him, and I I hope that he breaks out and lives up to that money and gets even more in a couple of years. 
yeah, for sure rooting for him. But as of right now, it's definitely not looking like a good contract. And if, uh, not at all. If you're wanting to give Trevor Lawrence a wide receiver one for the future, draft a wide receiver in the high second round. Draft a Jahan Dotson or something like that in the second round. Well, and and speaking of Jags receivers, you know they rumors came out yesterday, or the day before that they're looking to trade Lavisca Chenault. Yeah, I saw that. Who, I who love these guys, man. I mean, it, it was another guy that I that I really liked in college. You know him and. Him and Steven Montez made Colorado a lot of fun to watch a couple years ago. And, you know, I, I kind of recognize his flaws, but whenever you get the ball in his hands, he's you know, he's electric to watch. He he makes plays. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're doing in Jacksonville. I feel like that ownership, something's got to change because they, they haven't done anything I've liked in the past year other than drafting Trevor Lawrence. And I feel like the Jags haven't really used Visca how he should be used either yet. No, so they're already giving no, up no. on him. Definitely not. And they want to replace yeah. him with the overpay deal with Zay Jones. Zay Jones also got signed by them ten year or three years, thirty million dollars. That's an overpay too. Well, I think yeah, you gotta I... give the Jags some credit. You know, they started really strong. Oh yeah. Uh, I, like, I love their first know, two get, signings. Yeah, they get Foyas out of Luicon. A huge deal, by the way. A uh, huge steal, I should say. Three years, forty-five mil. Then they get Brandon Scherf, three years. 50 mil this is you know really good for them you know they obviously need that and they just you know they go out break the internet for a few hours giving christian kirk this huge deal like i think honestly seth i know you said it was the worst this year but i think it's been the worst in the past like three years i think it's worse than kenny galladay because when they signed kenny galladay you know he was he was a he was that guy like you know he was a baller like he was supposed to do good in New York. I mean I, I've never it, been it a Kenny Galladay fan, but year. yeah, nah. I mean I was he's, you know he's young, he's a good catcher, he had a lot of potential. But I, I hope you I are as a wide receiver. Back. <laughs> I, I meant like jump balls. I know man. I know what you mean. I don't think he gets back to that in New York though. Like it's kind of over for him. Yeah, yeah, this was just this is bad. I I wasn't a I wasn't a big Kenny Galladay guy either. You know there was. You know, it felt like there was always kind of things going on behind the scenes where he'd be whining or, you know, like he had a thumb injury or something. Oh, yeah. And missed the whole season, even though he was clear yeah, to play because that he was... didn't want to play anymore. I but, definitely didn't want him on my team, but well, I liked him as a player and, like, his potential, you know. Yeah. I... Speaking of Detroit um, and the Jags, I guess, they uh, Detroit brought in DJ Chark uh, from the Jags. I don't remember the exact money. I uh, think it was, like, I just 12 mil. It was... It was low. It actually, might have been seven mil. I, I don't know. It was somewhere in that range. I really yeah. like that move, though. For I Detroit. agree. Uh, you know, I I wasn't a big Amon Ross St. Brown guy coming out of college. Um, you know, I feel like he has a really specific set of strengths and weaknesses. But uh, I think DJ Chark is a good uh, good piece there in Detroit because he kind of does everything that Amon Ross St. Brown doesn't do. You know, right. Run straight and kind of burn the defense over the top, or Monroe take crossers for like 13 yards at a time and uh, kind of just beat you over the course of the game where DJ Chark can, can blow a game open with his speed and athleticism. Yeah, I think Chark and uh, Amon Raz. Chark is the one, Amon Raz at two. As you said, uh, opposite strengths. I think that's actually a... It's not a good one-two punch, but it's a, not a bad one-two punch. Yeah, I, I don't think I want DJ Chark as my one or two oh, receiver. Oh, me either, personally. me either. But he had, you know, he had that crazy year. His, I don't, I, 
with uh, Gardner Minshew a couple years ago and then kind of fell off the face of the earth. I didn't love him at LSU. You know, he's a great athlete, and he, you know, he'll burn you over the top. But I, I definitely think he's better than what they did have. It's it's definitely better than having a Monroe St. Brown as your one, I think. Well, I think, I think St. Brown's probably still going to be the one, though, because of what he did late last season. But I think Chark Moore is going to take over that Quintez Cephas role. Yeah. He's the deep threat, and he's a way better mm-hmm. athlete than Cephas is. TJ Hawkinson is still going to be on the offense, too. Right, and Swift is going to be a dynamic receiver out of the backfield. So right. I kind of like what they're building in Detroit. Yeah, I agree. Definitely build around a quarterback first before you get a replacement for Jared Goff. Right. Um, Jaguars also had a, another free agent signing today. Cornerback uh, cor- Darius Williams out of, uh, out of Los Angeles. Uh Coming to the Jags on a three-year deal. Actually, I think this is a pretty solid deal. I thought the Rams were going to re-sign him for quite a bit more. Yeah, he he got, uh, I don't remember if it was a first or a second round tender. Yeah, it was, it was a first round tender. Round. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he, he matched his play from the year before last season. And uh, he came home to Jacksonville. I'm pretty sure he's he's from the area. Uh, but he is a great player in Los Angeles. I hope that it wasn't just a product of playing next to Jalen Ramsey and uh, that you know that smart defense. And I hope that he he replicates that success in Jacksonville. Yeah, he was a pretty solid cornerback too for the Rams. I think so. I think that's a pretty solid deal. Mm-hmm. Another uh, secondary signing: Quandre Diggs returns to the Seahawks on a three-year, forty million dollar deal. I love this deal for the Seahawks. Quandre Diggs was. I think he was a top five safety last year. Do y'all agree with that? I um, I can't five. I think he was like fringe top five. He might have been top five. I'd have to look, but he was definitely up there. Like he was he was playing great last year. It's really unfortunate, uh, you know what happened to him in the last game. But he definitely deserved um, that contract. So I'm yeah happy for him. He got you know he got his little bag. He probably would have been more if he you know didn't end up getting hurt. I I can't really speak on him too much. Last year, I didn't watch a whole lot of the Seahawks after Russ went down, and you know I didn't really care to watch Geno Smith. Right. Um, but yeah, he he was a great player in Detroit, and then he got traded there, and you know was a great player in the Seattle secondary. And I think that they probably gave him more than he would have gotten on the open market, um, just because of what his injury status. Yeah, was that like, that broken uh, fibula. Yeah. Game. But I, I think that the Seahawks probably kind of noticed the talent, wanted to keep him home for, you know, it's good to have veterans even in a rebuild. So yeah, I, I like him as a player. And he I was like definitely him. a leader for that defense too. For sure. Another safety signing, Marcus Williams signed with the Ravens on a huge deal, five years, $70 million. What do you all think about that deal? I think that he was um, the second best safety on the market behind Tyron Matthew, obviously. Yeah, um, but he's not been signed I, yet. The Ravens, I think that he fits their their team needs really well. They have yeah. you know they have Chuck Clark there, and they have you know Geno Stone. Uh, you know they drafted Deshaun Elliott a couple years ago, but he's a free agent and he's battled injury, hasn't really turned into what he could be. He got Earl Thomas comparisons coming out of Texas, you know a rangy, quick guy, uh, and obviously he did live up to those so now they they're really going to have a, a center fielding safety which is in my opinion one of the most valuable positions in the league you know a guy like Malik Hooker before injury who can just totally take away the top of the 
top of the field all by himself, and I think that's a, a great deal. And I'm I'm glad he got paid after all the memes and all the all the scrutiny he received a couple of years. Oh ago yeah, from yeah, he's a great compliment, uh, Chuck Clark, for sure. Yeah. For sure, speaking yeah. of the uh, Minneapolis miracle, like that really overshadowed his play. Like he was a great player yeah, even I mean, before that. Like his, his rookie, rookie year, year, he he yeah, he was amazing. Like I, I was a huge fan of his. He, he's been one know, of the best ball that. hawk safeties in the league. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. a huge fan of him. He definitely deserves that. I'm glad you know he's on a, he's on a pretty good team right now. So that whole that whole Saints draft class was insane. They got Marcus Lattimore, who was great as a rookie. You know, he's kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, Ryan Ramchick, one of the best tackles in the league. Marcus Williams, Alvin yeah, Harris. that was an insane. That all of insane those guys. Draft. All of those guys have been Pro Bowlers, I think. Yeah, and that they got they got most of them on pretty good value too. Yeah, I mean Alvin Kamara, a fourth rounder, Marcus Williams, I think a third rounder. Yeah, he was in the third round, yeah. Um Shoot. another safety, Marcus May signs to the Saints. I guess um with Marcus Williams leaving they wanted to get a decent safety. Three years twenty eight point five million dollars. Definitely less than Marcus May thought he was worth. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Marcus May. You know, I've watched him a lot during his career because uh, he's on the Jets. And I'm not, you know, that big a fan. I think he got a little overrated by Jets fans. They tend to yeah, definitely. do that with their players, like literally every <laughs> single player. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that he had his best season under Greg Williams, just like Jamal Adams did. You know. Greg Williams, say whatever you want about him. He, you know, he's dirty. He purposely tried to lose games, um, but you know, he he was great at getting the most out of his out of his safeties. And Marcus May, I think last year he played on the tag and was hoping to get more money than this this off season. But you know, the Saints are a great place to be. It's excuse me, a respected organization. So hopefully, he's thinking in three years he can get more money after three years of great football. So you know, yeah. That definitely less than what he thought he was going to get, though. I think that's why it took him a day to sign a deal. Um, Steelers going after their um, quarterback issues, tr- signing Mitch Trubisky on a two-year deal. I think it's 14 mil a year. I think that's not a bad move for them at all. What do you all think? Mind if I go first, Mark? Yeah, <laughs> take uh... it. You guys, you guys know I love Mitchell Trubisky. Yep. You're one of the biggest you know, Trubisky I, fans I, I acknowledge know. That, I acknowledge that I, I missed on them. You know, I thought that he, um, I thought that he'd be the guy uh, for the Bears. I, you know, regretfully had him ranked above Deshaun Watson. I, I remember all of us in in the chat saying um, he was better than Deshaun Watson that that and, year. You know, I think that. I'm not trying to still save myself, and I'm not going to die on the Mitchell Trubisky hill anymore. Maybe I will. Uh, but I think that getting drafted into an organization that was being coached by John Fox, obviously he won a Super Bowl or whatever, but um, I think getting getting drafted into that organization and that, that old-school offense didn't fit Trubisky at all. And the first year under Matt Nagy, when, you know, before Matt Nagy forgot how to call plays yeah. and how to run an offense, you know, he was he – was, I'm not going to say he was great because he made a lot of mistakes, you know. They could have easily won like 12 or 13 games. They should have beat the Dolphins that year. Uh, you know, Cody Parkey missed about eight kicks that game. Um, but, you know, he, he, he likes to throw up balls a little too much. But hopefully after spending a year under Josh Allen and Brian DeBole and um, 
Sean McDermott. Hopefully he, you know, he's kind of figured things out and he's coming to his own. And I don't think he's the future in Pittsburgh, but I hope he gets a chance to play next year. Um, because I, I still do think that there's something something inside of Mitch Trubisky where he can get to be a starter again. I mean, At the very least, he's going to be a very good bridge quarterback for them. I mean, there were, there were definitely worse guys starting in the NFL oh, yeah. last year. I think he's better than Tua. Sorry, sorry, Mark. I think that he's better than Daniel Jones. And both of those guys definitely. still have jobs. So, I mean... Get, let him play a little bit. I mean, the, this deal is great for him too. If he if he's not the future for the Steelers, which he probably isn't, he can at least prove that he can be a starter for another team within these one to two years. I, mean, I, I want him to be a giant. I yeah. want him to be a giant. Be, beat out Daniel Jones year. for the for the starting job. Yeah, I mean, because you know, obviously they signed Brian Dable as their new head coach, and he he played in that offense last year in practice and was good in preseason. And everything I heard is he was impressive in practice. So I, I was hoping he'd go to the Giants and compete with Daniel Jones. And honestly, I think he could have beat out Daniel Jones. But I don't think that the ownership in New York um, wanted to let that happen because that kind of is admitting defeat on Daniel Jones, which you know nobody wants to miss on a quarterback. Right. So. One thing I really like about the signing is Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago showed he's willing to hyper-target his first um, receiver a lot. He showed that with Allen Robinson, and we all love Deontay Johnson. So I think Deontay Johnson is going to be in for a big season with Mitch Trubisky as quarterback. I just I hope that he actually gets to play. I I I mean, obviously, if they get a chance to draft a guy like Malik Willis, they have to. But but I, but I think I if they do that, he, they'll sit him for a year. Yeah, maybe. I mean. I, I hope I don't that... think they'd sit him for the whole year. I think it'd be like a Justin Fields type, you know, come in like a month into the season probably. Yeah, I, I don't think Malik Willis is ready to play in the NFL personally. Exactly. But, um, oh, no, definitely not. But I don't but see him sitting deal, the whole year, especially the Steelers. They're not that type of team. The the two-year deal, though, does, does show that they're kind of – they're willing to, to start him for a year and then, yeah. you know – let a rookie come in. Maybe they're thinking they can get a guy like Bryce Young in 2023, or maybe they're going to get a guy that they can sit for this year and then have play next year. But I, I do like Mitchell Trubisky, and like I said, I he's got the athletic tools. Um, hopefully he can clean up some of the sloppiness and will turn into a solid quarterback. Right. Um, uh, another quarterback signed a two-year deal with a new team. Tyrod Taylor signed with the Giants on a two-year deal. Daniel Jones is better than Tyrod Taylor, but I, I love this deal for Tyrod Taylor, honestly. It's under, what is it, like 8.5 mil per year, I think. Um, I think he can compete with Daniel Jones a little, at least put some pressure on Daniel Jones. And I love the fact that it's a two-year deal, because if Daniel Jones is not going to be the answer. So he's going to be gone after this year. And then you can have Tyrod Taylor as your bridge quarterback in 2023, if you're not able to draft a quarterback in the 2022 draft. So I think this is a pretty solid deal that the Giants yeah. gave Tyrod Taylor. I'm going to have to disagree with you, though, because I think Tyrod has a legitimate shot to beat out Daniel Jones. If you remember, you know, last year, Chargers, that the first month, or the first three weeks or whatever, he was slinging it. This year, Texans... Again, the first month or first two months, however long. Oh, I played, loved him on the Texans. Slinging it, especially as a Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks fantasy owner, like wide receiver one for like wide receiver one. Well, not wide receiver one, but I think he was wide receiver six. 
He was going crazy. I'm talking about like stats, not even fantasy. Just, oh, I was talking was about fantasy. Leading yeah. like every stat. So yeah, I, I think he's legitimate chance to you know beat him out. I I like Tyrod. Even it's it's kind of like the Zach Ertz thing. Even beyond his ability to play, you know, he's he's a great leader, and every organization he's mm -hmm. ever played for has, has spoken nothing but great words about him. And you know, I I I think Daniel Jones sucks. Um, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, Taylor, he's he is awful. Tyrod's not much better, but I don't think he'll lose you games like Daniel Jones will. Uh, he'll nah. kind of take care of the football, and you know, he'll he can run those option plays or you know move in moving pockets and uh, I don't think that the Giants really have anything to lose so if Daniel Jones is gone out and has six turnovers in two weeks well throw out Tyrod I agree there um, another quarterback signing um, your Dolphins Mark signed uh, two as replacement Teddy Bridgewater yeah, yeah I, I really dislike this move now they have two ass quarterbacks Dolphin, it's not even that, like, it's not even about that. The Dolphins QB room is just made of fucking flowers now. So they're going to have to deal with this this whole year. I don't know how that's going to help. I really wanted uh, Mariota for the Dolphins. Like, Is Brissett still there? Uh, no, nah, he's gone. Oh, you know, they I was get. Say, the Dolphins have three great second quarterbacks. If they yeah. No, I'll take Teddy B over uh, Brissett. Though. I hated watching Brissett last year. So do you still think Tua could be the answer, Mark? I think, you know, for me, like, this year is going to say it all. Like, so this is proven every year? I, I said this last year, too, because I was kind of, like, antsy and kind of getting tired of, you know, you get Jalen Waddle as this huge season. And we have, I think this year have Mike McDaniel now. Last uh, this is last prove it year. I don't think he's if he does bad this year. I don't think he's getting another year. Yeah, new, new coach. Y'all have Jalen Waddle and uh, in other free agency news, y'all just signed Cedric Wilson to a three-year deal, which I thought was yeah. a great but deal. I don't want to. I don't want to leave the the two a conversation yet, um, because I I think that I think that he's gonna get at least two more years, honestly, just because um, they decided that they'd rather keep Tua and let go of Brian Flores. Then trade and, for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, um, which shows, you know, like I said earlier about the about well, the uh, Daniel Jones thing, you know, no organization wants to admit that they missed on a quarterback. And so I, you know, that's why that's why a lot of times, you know, a quarterback might suck the rookie year, but it's, you know, they won't immediately draft a quarterback the next year. Obviously, the Josh Rosen case was different because he, he looked lost out there, but... Yeah. Um, I, I think that, especially with how good Jalen Waddle was with Tua, I think that they're going to try to I, – I think they really want Tua to be the guy. And like I said, they, they're getting sued by Brian Flores over Tua, basically. So I think that they're going to they're gonna look really stupid if they replace him already. Here's where I disagree with you there on the whole Brian Flores thing. I don't think it was about Tua. Like, I'm not defending him by any means. I was banging the table for Deshaun Watson all last year. I wanted him so badly. But Brian Flores, it was way more than just, you know, not making the playoffs. And he couldn't build a staff. Uh, apparently, he was very controlling. Uh, a lot of reports came out that he wanted full, you know, GM power, all that stuff. So I think the Brian Flores thing is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of more to it than just yeah. Tua. That's, but I that's... think... If he can, if he can come out this year, you know he's back in that RPO, that heavy RPO system. 
if he can come out this year and literally just not be sloppy. Like, he's always had that IQ problem, even in Bama. That was one of his biggest flaws. Probably his biggest flaw was his IQ. Wasn't very, you know, he made a lot of sloppy decisions. Um, and you saw a lot of that last year. His first two years, actually, saw a lot of it um, coming to NFL with him. So I think if he could just, you know, fine-tune his game, he doesn't have to be special. Like, he just needs to game manage, like, sit in that RPO system for him. I think that's going to help him a lot. It's going to be interesting what happens, but I think, you know, it's really just up to him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, got a couple other Dolphins news here. Um, as I just said, Cedric Wilson signing a three-year deal, $22 million. I love that contract, and I love Cedric Wilson. What do y'all think about that contract? Yeah, Cedric Wilson um, was another guy. It was actually the first year that I was really, really into the NFL draft. Um, I loved him at Boise State, the you know a former quarterback, and you know he was he was really special uh, for that Boise State team that had a lot of NFL talent. Leighton Van Der Esch was on that team. Um, I think there were a couple other guys, but Cedric Wilson. I mean, he was just a playmaker, and it was it was kind of disheartening because. I had I had a second round draft grade on him coming out, and he got beat out by Noah Smith, and um, you know a couple other guys, and he kind of never saw the field. Well, as soon as he sees the field, every time he, he, he does, lit it up, explodes. You know? Yeah, so, like I saw this guy come in for Amari Cooper, you know, multiple times this year, and just put his heart out on the field. Totally went off. I think uh, I think it was versus the Raiders. Or one of those, one of those teams. He just dropped like 180 or 108 and a touchdown. When, yeah, you know, I think he had to yeah, step up. He steps up. Game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, there are there are a lot of guys where like, you know, I'll kind of follow them wherever they go and always root for them. And Cedric Wilson's gonna be one of those guys where I'm I'm definitely gonna end up with a Dolphin Cedric Wilson jersey. Just I. I love, love his game, and I and I and like I said, I I loved him coming out, and I'm gonna die on that hill because it's no, that's just who I am. No, no doubt he can be the future too for the Dolphins team. For sure. Another um, offensive signing that the Dolphins made: Chase Edmonds to the Dolphins on a two-year, twelve-point-six million dollar deal. I I don't actually kind of like the signing because I think they can draft someone in the second or third round. And uh, have a nice one-two punch with Chase Edmonds. What do you think about this, Mark? I actually love this. I know Cam is a huge uh, Chase Edmonds fan. I love this signing. Um, you know, I think you pair a guy like Brees Hall with him. Like, I think that's a great duo right there. He's my running back one in the draft. I don't know how you guys are ranking your running backs. Did you say I'm sorry? Uh, Brees Hall. Oh, okay. I like him. The most out of um, everyone. Kenny Walker is really good too. But yeah, I think Chase Edmond, another guy like uh, Cedric Wilson, has a lot of upsides to break out in Miami. It's a good system, you know, young team. I like it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like that this. I like the philosophy that Miami brought into this offseason. You know, a couple years ago, um, I feel like they were kind of trying to chase guys that were already. Um, already established like they signed Kyle Van Noy he wasn't very good in Miami yeah that was a um, bad signing man you know, gave so him I, four I, years 50 mil and cut him the next year they cut like yeah. four of those guys the next year but I I like the I like the idea of well 
let's kind of bank on the film and and try to try to grab these guys and pay them under market value and hope that or like what their market value could be in the next year um, after they break out. You know, I I love Chase Edmonds at Fordham. Uh, he was in that that same class that Cedric Wilson was in. I'm pretty sure where it was like the first year that I was really into the draft, and I had I had a third round uh, grade on him, and I I was ecstatic whenever he went to Arizona because, um, you know, they had Kenny and Drake, but they didn't really have a, a solidified number two, and he got a lot of opportunity and showed a lot of flashes as a receiver that first year, and then last year, obviously splitting with James Conner. Um, you know, Connor got a got a lot of the spotlight because he had like 20 touchdowns, something crazy. I don't remember, but Chase Edmonds. I mean, he 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 was a great compliment there, and he's you know he's you know, shifty and he makes big plays, but he's I, I'll say that he's pretty inconsistent. So I think it's it's going to be kind of hit or miss. Or one week he could go off and have 20 carries for 160 yards and a touchdown. The next week he might have six carries for 21 yards in a fumble. He's just kind of Kind of hit or miss, but I, I hope that he's you know on the higher end of that spectrum. Yeah, definitely a solid signing by the Dolphins. And you spoke about James Conner. James Conner re-signing with the Cardinals on a three-year, $21 million deal. I think a little bit of an overpay, but um, he showed uh, once Chase Evans got hurt and James Conner got the full load, I think James Conner looked pretty solid, especially in the receiving game. I think he really elevated his receiving game last year um a lot of it was because of goal line work but he had 18 total touchdowns and that was for second in the league just behind Jonathan Taylor what do y'all think about that I'm I'm very anti paying running backs I mean obviously I know that you have to pay running backs like you can't just let a guy like James Conner sit on the market just because you know you're stubborn um and I I don't think James Conner is actually very good I think that he's a great person and he's got a great story, and he's great at the goal line, but he's not very quick. Um, he he's a good receiver. He's a smart receiver, uh, but like I said, he's he's pretty limited athlete, and he's just battled injuries most of his career. Had that one great year in in Pittsburgh where he made the Pro Bowl, and then he was good last year. But I just I, I feel like he's kind of a, a ticking time bomb in the sense where, you know, he was healthy last year, but I don't trust him to be healthy again for the next three years. So I I haven't really dove into that contract too much, but I I hope that there's an out at some point but i like i said i i'm always rooting for the players and i hope that he gets his money and is healthy i'm thinking they're definitely going to have to add another running back to be i think james Conner can be the 1a but i think they're definitely going to need a 1b type of back yeah for sure i mean you don't want a guy with his injury history playing a ton of snaps yeah with you know benjamin being the next Uh, guy up Hey, don't hate on my boy Eno. I liked him at Arizona State too. That's a I, I told you I'll die on the hill of my draft. But can, can he really? Do you think he can really carry the load for the Cardinals? No, I, and, I don't. Yeah, he's like I, I wrote an article a couple years ago comparing NFL uh, draft prospects to different soft drinks and like beverages. <laughs> I, I compared Eno Benjamin to orange soda because that's a very like, good comparison. When first, when you first look at him, it's like oh my gosh, this is so good. But then you. You look at the label and you see how bad it is for you and like mm. it's not like it's not actually that good like you know benjamin he he's like one of those guys that would blow up on tiktok for doing like crazy footwork drills uh but like he's not actually like he's super quick but he doesn't actually do a whole lot you know he's not very big and this but, this might be a hot take but i think you can live without orange soda yeah definitely it's that, yeah. That simple. Orange soda. like it's, it's that like, simple i don't drink like orange a soda a lot saturday night drink yeah <laughs> Um, uh, 
moving on to uh, O-line signing uh, with uh, Tom Brady coming back. Ryan Jensen comes back. The Tom Brady effect. Ryan Jensen re-signs with the Bucks on a three-year deal worth $39 million per year. A little more than I thought he was going to get paid, but definitely worth it. He's a top-ten center in the league for sure. Speaking of orange soda, he's got the orange hair. <laughs> yeah, he he's a he's a really good player. Um, I th- I read rumors actually that he was already planning on coming back, but uh, it was just kind of a coincidence that his news came out whenever Tom. Oh yeah, right after Tom Brady. In our but, in our uh, outline predictions, I had him coming back just a little bit less money. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely a great center, and I'm glad that they're they're mostly keeping that offensive line together. Obviously. Lost Marpet, but replacing him with Shaq Mason. I mean, honestly, an upgrade. It's close, but yeah, I'm glad that for Tom Brady's sake that they're they're keeping him around because it's it's never easy to switch centers. You know, the guy snaps you the ball, the guy touches the ball every single play. So right. I'm glad that they st- that he stuck around. I'm glad he got his money because I've I've always rooted for him ever since he was in Baltimore. The thing I love the most about Ryan Jensen is. When you look in a player, one of the best abilities is reliability. And Ryan Jensen has not missed a game since signing with the Bucks in, I think, 2017. So, definitely a big W on that part. Speaking of reliability, this man does not quit a play. Like, if you watch some of his film, this man is everywhere. Like, he, he doesn't stop. It's a great deal, too, for the Bucks. 13 mil for Ryan Jensen, top five center, one of my favorite centers. I've seen this man pick up Kiko Alonso from the neck. <laughs> like, that's a grown man. When Kiko Alonso fucking um, decked Joe Flacco back Kiko in Baltimore, Alonso, like, one of the 2018 or whatever it was, this man Ryan Jensen comes cross field, we're just running full speed, picks this man up. Like that's a grown man. I love Ryan Jensen. He's a great player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, you definitely can't replace a guy who's, who's going to be there every single week. And speaking of guys that's going to be there every week, here's someone who's not. Uh, the Chargers released Brian Bublaka. Um, you know, he, Green Bay, they always have these guys that are, that are so good for them and just staples of their team for years and years. And then offensive linemen, I'll add. Um, and then they go somewhere else and they're not nearly as good. And Brian Bulaga's played 11 games in two years with the Chargers after basically being a staple in Green Bay um, for, like I said, 10 years. You know, he he had a couple years where he only played five games in nine years in Green Bay. Um, but other than that, he was playing 12-plus every year. And then, I don't know, he gets to the Chargers, and he can't stay healthy. Like I said, 11 games in two years. But what do you guys think of them releasing him? I really like what you said about the Packers and their guys. You know, it's like that, it's like that Patriots effect where it never works out, like, with their head coaches and never works out another team. Mm-hmm. Like he played 11 games in two years for them. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Definitely, definitely a good release by them just because of that fact that 11 games in two years, that's not going to cut it, especially when you're not putting up the performance that you were on your last team. I don't understand right. I mean, how the I Packers would, I do it. I wouldn't be surprised. I their... wouldn't be surprised if you went back to the, the Packers and was, the, I was say that a tackle. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it clearly didn't work there. I don't know what they're going to do about uh, their tackle situation. Um, obviously, they um, had a great rookie tackle last year, but um, I don't know. Who do they? Who are they starting opposite of him? Like Storm Norton, maybe? Like, that's not going to work. Yeah. I've, I, well, they have David Bakhtari still. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I, I don't understand how the Packers do it with their own line. They just no, they, I was talking they about lose. the Chargers. Oh, okay. But the yeah. Packers, they, 
they lose a line and then they just plug him in with a fourth round draft pick and he's yeah they're made josh myers last year an example of that after losing Corey lindsey mm-hmm. but uh yeah. mm-hmm. moving on to uh packers still here preston smith extended four years 52.5 mil i think that's a pretty solid Red deal teams. what do y'all think about that uh, yeah, I I mean, I he was brought in the same time as Zedaria Smith, I'm pretty sure, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. And they were a super dynamic duo in Green Bay. I If you would have told me after the first two years that Preston Smith would be the one that gets an extension and Zedaria Smith would be gone, I'd, I'd look at you like, you're crazy because, you know, obviously they were both good players, but Zedaria Smith definitely was the more productive guy. And um, But... I'm glad Preston Smith stuck around. I remember being a fan of him whenever he played for Washington years and years ago. Um, you know, he was never – he was always one of those guys that, you know, he'd rotate in and make a play, and then he might not see the field for four plays, but then he'd make another play. So I, I'm glad that he's getting his money and he's working out in Green Bay. I like the I like the prospect of him and, and Rashawn Gary as the pass rushers there. Yeah, I was really upset when we let him go a few years ago. And he started killing it for the Packers once he got signed by them. Um, another extension here, moving on to the offensive line. Laken Tomlinson to the Jets on a three-year, $40 million a year. He was great last year. I th- he made the Pro Bowl, didn't he? I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's an amazing I think he did, player. Yeah. On a pretty solid contract, too, here. Yeah, I think that's a steal for him. I think it's 13 mil a year. He and he's another guy who's only missed one game in his like whole career. So really, he's gonna show up for you every week. And you know, Jets need that. They got they have a tackle already. I think Lakin is really good for them. Yeah, I love that fit yeah, with he, the Jets. He did make the Pro Bowl last year. Oh, yes. Another offensive line deal. Falcons extend. Jake Matthews to a three-year deal worth 52.5 mil per year. He's been a staple on the O-line for years now. Uh, I mean, he's probably their best offensive player. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. You know, he's a, he's a great player. I don't think he's, like, an elite tackler or anything. That, that should, that's just good. just shows to show how talentless that Falcons offense is. Yeah, I mean it's it's Jake Matthews, Kyle Pitts, and then obviously Calvin Ridley. He's not, but he's not there. I yeah. don't even think, I don't even think Cordell Patterson's um, like a lock to be on the team next year. They haven't done anything with him. I so, I, I haven't yeah. even seen anything about them even negotiating. Oh, I mean maybe they're. I, I don't know what they're doing. They're they're a mess. I don't know why Deshaun Watson would want to go there. Like I said, maybe he likes rap music. <laughs> Yeah, again, that, that doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Another off-the-line signing again, Alex Kappa going to the Bengals uh, on a four-year, $40 million a year. Great contract and great move by the by the Bengals uh, to protect Joe Burrow, as we saw in that Super Bowl. That off-the-line is horrible. I, I remember when they... Um... When they drafted him a couple of years ago, uh, Alex Kappa, the Bucks did. Uh, he was out of a super small school. I don't remember exactly where, but I remember. I remember I had to watch like full games on this sketchy website in order to watch his game in college. <laughs> so that's you know that's bad. Um, but he was you know he was a really good player. He was a project, but 
he's definitely earned his money in uh, Tampa Bay. I think that it might be a slight overpay. I think that they're kind of projecting that he plays up to that contract. Um, but I understand why the Bucks wouldn't want to match that. Um, but you know, like I said, them them grabbing Shaq Barrett and it's a good it's a good offensive line class or not Shaq Barrett, sorry, Shaq Mason and it's a good offensive line class. So I I don't think they're missing too much. But I love the Bengals are investing in uh, Joey Burr. Yes, it's definitely uh, definitely at least a good start to solidifying that O line. Um, Dolphins signing Connor Williams on a two year fourteen million dollar deal. I mean, what do you think about that contract, Mark? Um, it's, you know, it's an upgrade. Um, he was, like, the most penalized player last year. I think he had, like, 15 flags called on him. But before that, uh, like, his history, he only had, like, 11 in his career. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, the Dolphins needed to bolster their O-line. Like I said, it's an upgrade. You know, it's a start. Uh, they still need, you know, some other stuff. But I don't think it's a bad deal. Um, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins' offensive line is so pitiful that, you know, there's a good chance that a random guy at McDonald's could probably uh, make their camp. But Honestly, um, I agree. But, yeah, Connor Williams, he was, you know, he was a Twitter a Twitter darling a couple years ago in his in his draft. It was the same draft as the Cedric Wilson. Obviously, a lot of these guys are going to be from that class because they're, they're getting their first contracts. Um, but there were talks that he'd be a top 10 pick in the, in the class. I remember whenever um, – the Eagles passed up on him. It was like crazy to to me and a bunch of people. And, uh, you know, he, he was a tackle at Texas. I wasn't a huge fan of him, though I am a Texas fan. I thought that his feet didn't move very well. And I didn't think he projected as a tackle just because, you know, short arms and slow feet usually doesn't work great to play tackle in the NFL. Um, but, you know, he, he showed flashes that guard for the Cowboys. And I, I hope that it works out for him. Uh, in Miami, you know, usually, like I said, he dropped it to the second round in his draft class, and I, I guess usually when a guy drops, there's a reason. So, I guess team saw stuff that Twitter didn't see. So, yeah, he's already well, argu- probably arguably the best offensive lineman on the Dolphins team. So, no, he's not. No, yeah, Big Bob the Builder, bro. Big Rob Hunt. <laughs> I love Rob Hunt. Yeah, he's so good. Um. In other news, Randy Gregory put a little pump fake on the Cowboys. Um, he signed, well, he agreed to a contract with them, five years, $70 million. The Dallas Cowboys official Twitter even tweeted out that they re-signed him. And then, well, I think 15 minutes later, it was announced that he's signing with the Broncos for five years, $70 million. What a W move by Randy Gregory. <laughs> I like it. Like. You know, he took a really team-friendly deal. Another, like you're seeing a trend here. A lot of team-friendly deals this year, but and then they, um, apparently they changed something in the contract last minute, which caused them to bail. I really like it for the uh, Broncos, man. Yeah, um, I don't know, Randy Gregory. I, I feel like it's kind of a, it's kind of a scummy thing to do, given that the Cowboys gave him a chance after everything that he's been through, but. I also get it, you know, you've you've proven to be a great player at this point, and if you're going to stay out of trouble, then you got to look out for yourself, because after all, it's a business, you know. Guys like Skip Bayless will say, oh my gosh, how do you do that to, to Jerry Jones after yeah. everything he's done for you? But, like, it's a business. If if something happened, Jerry Jones would turn his back on him in a second. So I don't, exactly. I'm not mad at all. And, you know, Anthony Barr did this a couple years ago, and nobody even remembers. 
remembers that. So, like I said, who cares? And I, I, I don't know how good he's going to be in Denver. Um, you know, I, he's kind of a kind of a flash in the pan kind of player where he'll be, he'll have a great you know couple reps and then he might disappear for a couple reps. But um, yeah, I, I think that if they can get Von Miller back too, and then obviously they have uh, Bradley Chubb still there, and uh, you know, I hope that that pass rush is is good in Denver. Yeah, I think Von Miller and Randy Gregory rotating together with Bradley Chubb on the other side would be a pretty solid pass rush. They already have a formidable defense in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another um, edge signing here, Hassan Reddick signed with the Eagles. Three years, $45 million. He gets his bag after a decent year on the Panthers. What do you all think about that deal? Yeah, I, I wasn't a big Hassan Reddick guy. Um you know he was he was seen as a as a guy coming out of Temple I think it was where he uh, you know had a super super high ceiling and he didn't really do much in in Arizona he had like he had an eleven sack season his last year there but he had six and a half sacks in one week yeah I remember so, that game um, so you know he's I thought that that if he proved himself in Carolina then he he'd probably get paid and he did. Um, and like the the pass rush last year between him and Brian Burns was a lot of fun to watch. Two kind of freak athletes. So um, you said he's going to Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Um, I. Was it three forty five? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think definitely an overpay, yeah. but the Eagles needed a pass rusher pretty yeah, I mean, desperately. They, Josh Josh Sweat's been their best been their best edge rusher since um, Derek Barnett kind of fell off after his rookie year. Yeah. So, and I mean, especially with rumors that Fletcher Cox might be on the move, uh, I think yep. it's 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 a good move to lock up another edge rusher because, like a, I've mentioned before, I think edge is one of the most important positions in football. So, oh, definitely, definitely a if top you, three. Like, I feel like you know, people forget how important you know setting the edge is. That's mm-hmm. why like a lot of those guys got paid. Emmanuel Ogba, Max Crosby, definitely deserved that money. Like, yeah. I mean, you got to win in the trenches. That's why the Chargers, you know, yeah. never got it done because they've been soft up front all these years. And so, yeah. Another D-line signing here by the Jags now. Um, Fulorenzo Fatakasi, three-year, $30 million deal. I love Fatakasi. Um, he's been one of my favorite players on the Jets the past few years. So I think it's a pretty good deal. What do you all think about this deal? Um, yeah, I... I liked him a lot at UConn. Um, I remember he he was kind of one of those one of those tape darlings his first two years, and then they they obviously brought in Quentin Williams, and then he he got a lot of the spotlight. And I haven't heard much about him, but I think that um, you know if he's if he's still been as good as he was his his first couple of years, then that's that's a great value signing for the Jags. You know they they drafted Taven Bryan a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was a huge mess. That, that Fadu Kasi was in, and Fadu Kasi has been by far the better player, and I actually thought he was the better player coming out of college. So I, I, I love this move, and I, I think that the Jags had a pretty good free agency if you don't look at the receiver moves they made. Yeah, I agree. Without the receiver moves, they've had a probably an A free agency, but putting in those wide receiver moves definitely downgraded a lot. Another D-type mm-hmm. signing here, yeah. Bears signing Larry... Um, uh, Hogan Joby. I, I couldn't say his last name for a second yeah. there. Um, probably an Akeem Hicks replacement because I think Akeem Hicks is going to end up leaving. 
Uh, three years, 40.5 million dollars. Probably a little bit of an overpay, but not bad. Yeah, I mean, Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman are, are probably both gone. So, yeah. Uh, I think I think Ob- Ogunjobi has been kind of overrated most of his career, even coming out of Charlotte. Uh, you know, he moves really well for his size. And um, what was he on the Bengals last year? Um. Yeah, he was. Bengals yeah, and or the Browns, Browns before yeah, that. Yeah, Browns yeah, before so, that. Um, you know, I. I don't think I'd pay him. I don't think he's. I don't think he's better nah. than Fuller on Tufatukasi. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. Yeah. So you know them giving him that much money, I feel like it kind of, it kind of counteracts the move that they made by getting rid of Khalil Mack, where yeah, you know, they want to clear up money and move to their, towards this youth movement. But then well, they overpay. Jordan, he's, I mean, he's, yeah, he's probably what twenty eight or something. I feel like he was he's a pretty there. old rookie, and paying him that much money, I don't, I don't love it. Yeah, he's 27 years old. Yeah. Um, uh, Browns released Jarvis Landry. Obviously, he um, he requested a trade a little bit earlier in the offseason, and they seem to have not been able to find a trade partner, so they ended up releasing him. During our recording, uh, I saw news that he's linked to the Falcons right now. He's actually going to visit the Falcons so that's a possible destination for him. They have no wide receivers, so I can see them signing him. But he's probably going to be demanding too much money. That's the only problem. Yeah, I I don't know. Jarvis seems like the kind of guy where he just wants to play football, have fun, and win. Um, so I I hope he doesn't go to the Falcons. You know, I kind of have a I kind of have a uh, I don't know a bad taste in my mouth about the Falcons right now. It's nothing yeah, that they've really done. I just, I kind of like don't want anybody to go there. They're just a talentless um, team. Yeah, I really want to see him in Green Bay. I think that like him and Nate would be really nice together. I, and I, I love Jarvis. He's obviously always been a yep. super high charisma guy. Going back to his days in Miami, he was kind of, you know, he was overrated because of it, but he was a you know a great figure for that team, and you know it was a guy that everyone rooted for. So I hope he can get back to that. I don't think he's worthy of being in any more Pro Bowls. Um, but like I said, he's a fan favorite. He always has been. So I'm glad he got away from Cleveland. I mean, you're, you're a Jarvis Landry fan, uh, Mark, as a Dolphins fan. So what do you think about um, – where do you think he's going to go? I think, uh, you know, I really want him to go to Green Bay. I, honestly, I don't really care where he goes as long as it's not like the Bills or the Patriots. That would just hurt me. That would kill me, honestly. The like, Bills is actually I, one of the top I spots for him right now. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah, I, no, I saw that. If I see that happen, if I see him in a Bills jersey next year, it's just, it's going to hurt, man. Just salt on the wound. Watch him and your team two times a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, staying in that division, uh, AFC East, Jordan Whitehead signing with the Jets on a two-year $14.5 million deal. He was, you know, an average safety on the Bucks, and the Jets needed a safety after losing Marcus May, so... They're not breaking the bank on him at all, so I don't think this is a bad signing. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say about it, but I am surprised that, um, I'm surprised that the Bucks didn't do anything to, to bring him back, cause they, you know, they lost MJ Stewart as well. Figured they'd bring back one of those guys. And, yeah. Seven million dollars, and I'm sure it's not fully guaranteed. Especially um, with that DB group for the Bucks already lacking big time. Yeah, I mean Antoine Winfield's a stud, but I don't know. Who, Other than who that, they have, have like Carlton Davis. A quarterback, but other than that, it's 
pretty bad. Speaking of cornerbacks, uh, G.J. Reed also signed with the Jets on a three-year, $33 million deal. Do y'all think this is an overpay? Um, no. No, I, 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 so. like, I liked him in Seattle. Um, you know, he's he kind of... He kind of fits what the Jets need. He's a he's a smaller guy, but he he plays really hard and it can play outside despite only being like five foot nine, five foot eight. He's tiny, um, but I I like the move. I I don't know how old he is. I don't think he's too old. So three I think he's in that twenty five year range. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. And like I said, Seattle they're moving in a direction where they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so DJ Reed getting out and going to the Jets, who definitely need another corner opposite of Bryce Hall. Uh, I, I like the move. I can still see Jets drafting a cornerback high in the first yeah, round, yeah, even. I, but I've, I've seen I've I've seen some some rumors that they're like looking at Sauce Gardner. Yeah, at ten. Uh, yeah. yeah. So still definitely in play to draft a cornerback in the first round or second round, but him and Bryce Hall are a good start to that um, uh, cornerback group. Steelers getting some O-line help with that horrible O-line they had. Um, James Daniels coming in. They won't have to see Kendrick Green start anymore, so that's a good sign. James Daniels, three years, 26.5 mil. I think that's a great contract. Yeah, I liked him a lot in, um, in Chicago. Uh, coming out of Iowa, obviously, which is a you know good offensive line school. The whole Big Ten is. Uh, you know, I think that if Mitch Trubisky does play this year, it's going to be good to have a familiar face on that offensive line. And obviously the Steelers line last year was atrocious. Their their most consistent lineman was probably like Dan Moore. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, James Daniels can play center or guard. And so, you know, Kendrick Green, I think that they should still start him just because, you know, they, they have draft capital invested into him. But I mean, keep him on a short leash because, man, he was pitiful last year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely one of the worst starting alignment in the NFL last year. Really hurt Najee's stock there. Yeah. S- staying in the O-line group, Raven signing Morgan Moses from the Jets over to a three-year, $15 million deal. I think for that price, that's a great signing. Yeah, I, I've i always been a Morgan Moses fan. I liked him in Washington. Very reliable. Uh, I... I didn't watch him a ton last year. Obviously, he was playing in in New York, uh, you know. And it, I don't. I usually don't watch football teams that lose a lot. Uh, <laughs> I would say, like, I watched the Mike White era. That that was fun. Yeah, that but, was yeah, a really Morgan fun Moses era. Yeah. Been, he's always been a very consistent and um, reliable tackle. So I I like getting him in there for for Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, Andre Villanueva is terrible. Yeah, so uh, definitely a upgrade there. Years, so. Yeah, I, I like Morgan Moses and only only five mil a year. Steal. If he gets all that money, that's that's great value. Yeah. Moving on, uh, have a little Washington Commanders few things from them here. JD McKissick, I am so happy. He uh he was he agreed to terms with the Bills, but he ended up signing with uh, Washington. I think what happened was Washington we didn't give him an offer. And he signed with the Bills, and then Washington said, oh, we can get him for that cheap. So they go ahead and offer him the same deal, and he really wanted to stay with Washington. So he ends up staying with them. He's been a great receiving back for us the past couple of years, and he's a fan favorite for sure. 
<laughs> you laughing at JD McKissick, man? Yeah, I won't comment on JD McKissick. You laughing at him, man? Well, since y'all didn't want me to bring him up, then we're gonna bring up Cam Sims. Um, we resigned him. Another oh another fan favorite. Another everybody in the fan base loves Cam Sims, JD McKissick. So uh, yeah, just we like got them back. Josh Doxson. All right, bro. Let's chill out now. <laughs> Cam Sims is better than Josh Doxson. All right. Well, um, yeah, you're probably better than Josh Doxson. No offense, all right. Josh Doxson. Bro, y'all were sleeping on Cam Sims. All right, move on. For real, bro. All right. Um, Bobby McCain also resigning with the Commanders to your eleven million dollar deal. I'm not a huge fan just because this kind of rules out the possibility of a Tyron Matthew pursue. And I don't think it's a bad contract though. He's the Tom Brady stopper, bro. The Tom Brady stopper. <laughs> he actually um kind of turned it up at the end of the year last year, so I'm not gonna hate on this resigning here. Only five and a half per year. Commanders also went on a little release spray today, uh, releasing Eric Flowers that cleared up ten mil per year, releasing Matt Ionidis clearing up seven mil, and uh, com- they also officially released Landon Collins. I think that clears up twelve mil. It's either six point six mil or twelve mil mil. So that's um, at least what is that? at least 23.6 mil cleared up. I'm almost wondering if they're about to pursue uh, one of the top free agents left here, clearing up all that cap. So definitely a lot of cap saves. I like Derek Flowers. I mean, he was obviously pitiful in New York. The the uh, only team he's been good on is Washington. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're hoping that he can, you know, get through the market and then maybe bring him back on something cheaper. I have have no idea what they're going to do. But I, I love our Eric Flowers, so I was pretty upset about that. Landon Collins, he, he hasn't been good in a couple of years. I mean, Cam Curl's better. Obviously, um, yeah. And you know, I Matt Ioannidis is always hurt. But I liked I liked Ioannidis as as part of that rotation. Uh, obviously, they lost Tim Settle, too. The, the only who, thing uh, I don't like about the Matt Ioannidis release is, if we are going to release him, why didn't we bring back Tim Settle? Yeah, I mean, especially what what's Tim Settle getting like three mil a year? Yeah, it was yeah, cheap. Three year yeah, nine that's a steal, man. And Tim Settle, he fits he fits in Buffalo so well because he does everything that Ed Oliver does. Yeah, yeah. Now Ed Oliver yeah, yeah. doesn't need to be relied on to stop the run. They can have Gregory Russo out there with Jerry Hughes and Tim Settle, and I mean that's that's a good run defense. And Eric Ed Oliver can come in on pass rush downs and truly get into his own. Because... Yeah, Tim Settle, I really love Tim Settle, so I'm really upset about losing him. I'm uh, moving on to the Lions re-signing Tracy Walker to a three-year $25 million deal. He's been a pretty decent safety for them the past, for a while now. So I think that's a pretty good re-sign. I, I really like that deal. I think that that's going to be another thing where he's going to, he's going to play himself out of that contract in the sense where like, he's going to be deserving of way more money. Probably, probably even by the end of this next year, I I think that he, had a lot of upside coming out of college, and I, I liked him, and he's he's gotten better every single year. And um, honestly, I wouldn't have been mad if he, you know, got 10 mil a year because I think that he's he's worth that. So. Yeah, I, I agree there. He's worth that and probably a decent bit more. I'm uh, moving on to the Bucks here, signing Russell Gage on a three-year $30 million deal, filling that void of uh, – 
needing a third wide receiver. I don't think it's a horrible contract, but maybe a little bit of an overpay. What do y'all think about that? I I love Russell Gage. I you know I I'll pick him up in daily fantasy sports a lot on Sundays. Um, you know I I thought that I liked him at LSU. Um, he always kills the Bucks whenever they play him, so I understand why they brought him in. So they don't <laughs> have to play him anymore. Uh, you know they're obviously searching for an Antonio Brown replacement. He's not that. But he is Obviously, a good third yeah. receiver. Yeah. And it it allows the receiving room to, you know, have a wide receiver four competition between like, you know, Scotty Miller, Jalen Darden, Brashad Perriman. Those guys are a lot better suited as wide receiver fours and threes. Even Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson might honestly um, be I a wide receiver. F- I forgot about Tyler know, Johnson really on that team. Yeah. Really inconsistent, but he shows flashes and Maybe they're hoping by the end of this Russell Gage contract that Tyler Johnson's coming to his own. Yeah, I can, um, I can I, see that being I, the plan. I like their wide receiver room a lot. Definitely one of the top wide receiver rooms in the league. Um, coming back to the Lions, um, they're cutting Trey Flowers. I think that clears up a decent amount of cap, so that's the move that really makes sense. Um, another DN release, Carl Nassib, got released by the Raiders. What do you all think about those two releases? Yeah, the Trey Flowers thing. I mean, it's just, you know, don't sign Patriots players. (laughs) Exactly. Talking about that earlier. It's that Patriots effect, man. I don't, I don't, I mean, I thought that he was a good fit there because they ran a similar system to what they had in uh, New Orleans. They signed him when, um, his name, yeah, he was still the head coach there. But he wasn't even particularly good with Matt Patricia. I mean, yeah. And he's just been outplayed by both of the Aquora brothers, so it's not it's not surprising that he's he's gone. He'll probably go back to the Patriots and have a ten sack season. So I can yeah. definitely see that happening. And I don't of... really have much to say about Carl Nassibai. I mean, it's a good story, um, but you know, obviously they they brought in Chandler Jones, and um, they also you know already they paid Max Crosby, so maybe that they're they're hoping that. They can get something out of Cleveland Furl before they give up on him, or maybe they're gonna they're gonna bring in another depth guy. Um, but I do hope Carl Nassau gets another job because he plays really hard. It saves like eight mil, I think, on the cap too. Yeah. So definitely Ooh, the right move, Carl Nassau. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw it. I saw three mil. Three but... mil. It, it might have been eight mil with five mil dead yeah. cap or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. speaking of the Patriots, um, they ended up resigning Devin McCourty to a one-year deal worth nine million dollars. I saw them resigning him to a one-year deal. Obviously, been one of the leaders on that team for the past decade and further. So, another um, ASC East move: Bills sign center Mitch Morris to a two-year, nine-point-five million-dollar extension. Yeah, it's um, it's it's similar to the the Ryan Jensen thing where you you know. You want your quarterback to be familiar with the center, and Mitch Morse, uh, you know, he's stable, um, solid player. So, I like I like the the length, and I like the money on that, and I like that they're trying to keep the offensive line together for the most part. Yeah, I definitely want the off the line familiar for Josh Allen. Browns yeah. um, signing Jakeem Grant to a three year, thirteen point eight million dollar deal. I guess they're trying to find their. Wide receiver opposite of Amari Cooper. I don't know if Jakeem Grant can be that, but he's a good, 
he's a really good speed guy and definitely one of the better return men in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a Pro Bowl returner, so uh, I think that that's that's more what they're getting out of him than expecting a, a viable receiving option. So My favorite memory yeah. of him from last year is him just killing the Packers that one game. I don't, I don't remember if it was him or Demir Bird. It was one of them, too. Um, Jets also re-signing a guy similar to Jakeem Grant, uh, Braxton Berrios, to a two-year, $12 million deal. I'm, I actually thought he was leaving, so I'm a little bit surprised by this. Yeah, uh, he, he got drafted by the, the Patriots a couple of years ago out of Miami, I believe. And, uh, you know, he, he's shown flashes and times whenever he's been needed just because, you know, their receiving room has been so uh, dismantled over the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty good value for him. I like it. he's not much more than a special teamer and yeah, like maybe a spot starter. But uh, he's a he's definitely a fan favorite and a, a Twitter darling. Just love him. News that actually just came out. Miles Jack was released. Steelers ended up just now signing him to a two-year, sixteen million dollar deal. They had a big hole at linebacker, oh. so I actually like that deal for them. Miles Jack. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's good, a good but. I, I heard, I read on Twitter that he has a, a pretty serious leg injury. Okay, um, I didn't know about that. Yeah, like, I, I actually just saw that yesterday because everyone was confused why he got released. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, apparently he's got a pretty serious leg injury. Okay, that actually makes um, sense then. But, yeah, they the Steelers definitely need a linebacker. I know, you know Devin Bush is a name, but he's not a, a ton more than that after his, after his injury his rookie year. He yeah. just hasn't been the same, so. Even I, with I the injury they, concern, I think that's a decent contract. They're not breaking the bank or anything. Yeah, right, 100%. Um, uh, another extension here, Ben Jones, re-signing with the Titans, two-year, $14 million deal, just like the Mitch Morris extension. Um, he's a decent center, and just want to keep that O-line familiar with that center. Another O-line move, Bengals... Uh, Signed Ted Karras to a three-year, $18 million deal to uh, continue to solidify the O-line after that just pitiful playoff performance. What do you all think about that contract? I I like I like uh, that move by the Bengals. He's He's been like a I, – I believe he was a Patriot for a while, um, you know, a good depth piece, and if you need a starter, you can throw him in. I don't I don't have a I'm surprised he got three years. Um, yeah, I I would like I, I would have thought more like a one year deal. Yeah, usually there's those like spot depth guys they'll get like one year deals maybe two but three years maybe they maybe they see him as a as a starter moving forward but it's not particularly surprising considering how bad the Bengals offensive line's been for years. So. Yeah, they needed they were just probably a little bit too desperate. Yeah. I think that's gonna do it for that episode. So uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the support the past uh, few weeks. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Sports Culture Podcast, TikTok at the Sports Culture Podcast, and uh, just keep on listening to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.